Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. They're like the Amazon of the spirits industry. Yes, allocated stuff costs more. Let's just get that out there right now. The reason being is you're not camping out overnight. You're not waiting for a raffle for something that you might not even get. It is the convenience of spending more and having it shipped directly to your door. They're daily drinkers. They are going to be on par with what you would get at the store. So check them out at CastCartel.com and also follow them on instagram at cast cartel today's show is also sponsored by our good friends at premiumbarproducts.com they are the place to go to laser etch glassware it's also where you can go to get the official dad's drinking bourbon glen karen glass you can also get bar tools and they have all sorts of glasses from the glen the wee glen the tipsy dram the kenzie dram the tua the neat whatever it is they have it check them out at premium bar products if you are a distillery a group or a store and you want to do more of a wholesale order reach out to me and i'll get you in touch with the good folks over there i've been trying to like notion and see if i could get a pour over here oh, we yeah. could do that for you <laughs> uh, you gotta find it thank you very much oh, here we all go. right here we go. let's got start it. the show Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and I am San Zeke Baker because it is a Tennessee Distillers Guild event. We are at Grains and Grits, but together we make the Dad's Trick of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. I have a co-host here, Tim Pearsont from Chattanooga Whiskey. Thank you so much for co-hosting Dad's Trick of Bourbon thank tonight. You. It's awesome for, to for have having you me here. on. It, it's 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 great. To be here. It's great to be. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very special guest. She is the executive director of the Tennessee Distillers Guild and the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. Hey, Sarah Beth. That is Sarah Beth Urban. Welcome to the two best friends that anyone could have podcast with John Edwards and Tim Pearson. I love it. It's great. Thanks for having me. We love and, you too. Uh, I know. You I know wanted you to do. say you loved us. I do. But you just. But you I love short. being here with we you guys. We love you too. <laughs> it's okay. I, I love being here. Do you want to be I the third best friend? Can I be? You can. Was there was there a third best friend? It was the three best friends that anyone could have. Oh my gosh, it is. So you can be, I get to the, be the third. third. I get to be the third. What do you love more than us? Whiskey? Your husband? Your kids? Whiskey? All of the above? Is it, is it inappropriate to say whiskey? That's okay. No. No. It brings us. It brought us together. It did. If you love the thing that brought us together. If I love the thing that brought my two best friends that anyone could have. Yes. Now, this is my favorite weekend of the year besides being with my family. And that is Grades to Grits. This is the weekend in Townsend, Tennessee every year. This is the last Tennessee Distillers Guild event of the whole entire year. I feel like this one's a little bit special, too, because there has not been an event all year that was a Tennessee Distillers Guild event. No, unfortunately, because of COVID, we've had to cancel almost all of our events throughout the year. So this is really the first time the Guild has been able to get together in 2020. And I want to mention that there were Grains and Grits masks that were passed out to everybody. There's hand sanitizer stations. 
the Which Amer- there's one thing we don't lack in the Tennessee Distillers Guild is hand sanitizer. Although what's funny is you do know whenever you get a distillery-based hand sanitizer because it does have a very distinctive smell to it. Well, also when you pour it out of the bottle, it just pours all over. It pours through your hands and all over the ground. There's and no it, gel to and it then at you, all. And then you slip on it and you break your neck. My gym has the distillery-based hand sanitizer. And every single time I'm poor at no lie, I just think, like, rain makes corn, corn <laughs> makes whiskey. That's all I think of because it just smells like corn whiskey. <laughs> there were normally 1,800 people here at this event. There are about 500 people this year. The, the tickets were capped because of COVID. I do have to say, Kim went above and beyond with the signs, like the home alone, wash your hands, the Karen map. Stay back, Karen. Really well done. I told her I'm taking one of those home with me, the stand back Karens. For like everyday life? Yes. I'm going to put it in the studio <laughs> and say there's a six foot rule in my studio just because I don't want Zeke near me. I want to take it places and then like when I when I know I'm going to see a friend whose name is Karen, like put it out in front and be like, stay back, Karen. Like I feel like 2020, Karen was around before, but... Don't you feel really bad for anyone named Karen? No, because now they're even more relevant. I don't think in a good way. Is it relevant or is it like hated? (laughs) I'm glass half full. (laughs) Your wife disagrees with you. She feels bad for Karen. How would you feel if your name was Karen, honey? See, that's how, see, my wife, she's, she's smart. She knows how many Karens we know. She has a Karen tally. I like the, the name Karen is a nice name. It's very beautiful. Yes. I couldn't have said it better than Sarah Beth. I do want to talk about all of the good things. How I'm, many Karens do you think there are that listen great, to this at, podcast? At, 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 no. At the, well, that, that too. Over under on Karens at the Grain and Grits Festival. Fifteen. Fifteen. Do you think they've taken selfies gonna, with the Stay Back Karen I'm going to take signs? it under. Taking the under. Sarah Beth, you taking the under or the over on 15? I'm, I'm just setting the bar someplace. I mean, do you want to set the bar at 10? You don't know why I'm looking at yeah, the crowd. Say, like, that's going to help me determine. <laughs> I'm, like, looking for someone with that with the haircut that's on the side. I thought <laughs> like, you were looking it. because they were playing do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And you always look at, like, is that Queen or is that the Vanilla Ice version? How did Vanilla Ice not get sued for that? Or did he? He did. He did? And I like how he said... Yo, it's different because theirs goes do 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 do, and mine goes do 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 do. Yeah, that's he's totally literally different. on tape talking like that. You know, this is one of those times where I wish my husband was here, since he's got a background in copyright law and all that kind of stuff, and could totally, you know, wipe the floor with you guys. What on was this. what was a bigger cultural significance? The Queen song or the Vanilla Ice song? A hundred percent the Vanilla Ice song. How crazy is that? It's true. It's so true. I was going to say it too. And let's be honest, bigger cultural thing, Bittersweet Symphony or the original Rolling Stones song that had the violin. Uh, same. You know? Same, yeah. I would say Bittersweet Symphony, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, same deal. The guys that did it later. But that doesn't, I mean, but it is crazy that Vanilla Ice, who got sued by one of the greatest rock bands of all time, had a greater cultural significance than one of the greatest rock bands of all time. That's what I mean. No, no I mean, that song, not, not, yeah, the band, right. not the band. No, I mean, because name another Vanilla Ice song. Huh? 
I mean, I could rap you the whole album, but I couldn't name you a single song. Right. Cold as ice? Or was that the movie? I, I think don't know. that was the movie. Was cold as ice. He did have a movie where he basically just went around on a ninja motorcycle with a girl, and like it was cool as ice. I liked Vanilla Ice, but I think you were a, a super fan. I did enjoy his home building show on HGTV, where Vanilla Ice remodeled. I saw a couple a of homes. That was a lot of fun. Don't you wish you could that when Home Improvement was on that you could have actually have watched Tim Allen do his Home Improvement show? Like I actually wanted soapbox, that to be a separate you're, you're show. You're about to give me a, don't don't get me on that soapbox. The Home Improvement that was it's, it takes me back. Speaking of cultural significance, it takes me back to a time that we all sat down as a family and we watched a show together. Yes. That was. That was a great show, and I always wanted to watch the Home Improvement show that they had. Do you know what I always think of, though, when I hear Home Improvement? What? What? I thought you were going to say Pamela Anderson's debut. No, I just think of at the end of the opening theme. Was that where she debuted? I think so. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Tool Time Girl. Tool Time Girl, yeah. Hold on. Give your wife the microphone, because she really would be good. She can share a mic with me any day. She says she's not good on the mic, but she's itching. Yeah, raring. she's over there adding to the talk. It's been great. I'll tell you what is really good is this uh, Chattanooga whiskey that I'm drinking right now. I did want to get into talking about whiskey because it's been 10 minutes. We have not talked about whiskey. I think, I think this content's been way better than our first go around. I'm so happy we restarted. Yeah. I really am. Sometimes you just have to reset. That's how I get my four-year-old to calm down. Just do a little reset. I tell him, push the reset button, buddy. Start over. A little bit of inside baseball here. We probably went 30 minutes and then sat there and said, this kind of sucks. Let's hit reset. Let's be honest. It was total shit. And I'm really glad we did. But Sarah Beth, the last time we had you on was in December of last year. Has it been that long? It has been that long. You had a baby. There was a tornado in Nashville. It was scary. I was holding a one-month-old with a four-year-old. Um, my husband's cousin was living with us at the time. We were all huddled in our bathroom, hoping not to die. And then, you know, it was moving so fast by the time we, like, looked at the radar again, it was gone. So, If I still lived in the nations, it would have been one block away from my house. It hit John Toon Airport, and then it kind of, that's where it was skipping a little bit. And then it got all by my office... And then all down kind of... Germantown. Straight Germantown. down straight down Jefferson. If you drive down from Jefferson around Germantown all the way into East Nashville, I mean, not I don't want to get too serious, but we were not able to recover before COVID hit. So you've got buildings that are still boarded up. You've got tarps everywhere. It's, it's a little tough to see. A hundred percent. And I think anybody who is looking, a side note, the Community Fund of Middle Tennessee, reach out to them. Gideon's Army is still doing good stuff. They're doing for, amazing stuff. For the people that were hit with the tornado earlier in March. But it's been nine months. The last time we had you on, I feel like there has been a bunch of good stuff that has happened in Tennessee this year. And more importantly, since you had your baby earlier this year, you've actually been able to drink Tennessee whiskey. So true. And all of the different things that Tennessee has on the trail that aren't just whiskey. There's gins that are great. Stanton is always cooking up a storm at Postmodern. There's moonshines. There's a a bunch of awesome stuff going on in Tennessee. Chattanooga, 
Last, Sipping on Chattanooga right now, and it's delicious. Last August, Chattanooga put out 91 and 111, but they put out their rye this year. They had their single barrel program that started this year. I know one of the people that was able to pick the first Chattanooga single barrel really enjoyed his experience. Then you have Old Dominic putting out a wheat whiskey, a blend of straight whiskeys. They're starting their single barrel program. You have King's Family Distillery, Junction 35 jumping in the guild and everything that they have going on in Pigeon Forge. I love their restaurant, by the way. I haven't been yet. Oh, it's really good. There's a lot going on in Tennessee that I am super pumped about. Yeah. I mean, there are 32 distilleries in the Tennessee Distillers Guild, and 26 of those are on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. And all of them are doing something special and cool, and it is awesome to see and taste. What's your favorite distillery? I'm not allowed to answer that question. She was quicker this time. I can't remember if it was the first go-around. You did say that you have more Chattanooga whiskey in your house or something. I do. We do go through more bottles of Chattanooga whiskey at my house than we do anything else. Is there a preferred label? I think it's the 91. Nice. Yeah, I think we're going through the 91 the fastest. Should I add in the take where she said Chattanooga whiskey was her favorite distillery on the trail? Like, I could add that in to this go-round if you want. You know... It's not about this is this is not the time, John. This is a time of unity. Yes. And this is, this is a unity. Although day. I do have an extra warm feeling in my heart right now because I know that Sarah Beth has a lot of Chattanooga whiskey at her house. I've never seen it, but she just talked about it. When so. you hear thriller, don't you just want to like move your shoulders a little bit? Is that it? Is that is that is that all you got? I mean I could do more, but He's sitting down. I really want to do the like but, but less is more? Less is more. You've got to go out and actually see all these distilleries. I did. So I did the I toured all the distilleries while I was pregnant and I because of COVID have not been able to really get back out and visit everybody in person again. Um, just doing our own sort of social distancing with my kids in daycare and stuff like that. But I have been doing a lot more tasting and even though we're in the middle of, you know, pandemic, we are still doing a lot of progress in Tennessee. There's still a lot going on. We're still making a lot of great whiskey, um, a lot of awesome stuff going on. You know, earlier this week, I was on a um, Facebook Live with the organizer for Walls for Women, which was a statewide mural campaign honoring the 100th uh, anniversary of women's suffrage. And uh, one of the murals was actually put on Nelson's Greenbrier in Nashville. And it is a fantastic mural. And we got a chance to talk about women in whiskey and how many awesome female distillers there are these days. Alex at Old Dominic and Nicole Austin, who just came out with Whiskey of the Year last year at uh, George Dickel. Um, there's uh, Rachel Sykes at Nashville Craft. Uh, there's just a lot going on. Um, Victoria Edie Butler is the master blender at Uncle Nearest. So there's some awesome stuff going on. It is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, whiskey is so male-dominated. But right now, the Tennessee Distillers Guild is all female-led. Tiana Saul, Chattanooga Whiskey, just saying. Yeah, there's another one. There is a lot of awesome stuff that is going on in Tennessee. I I think you could just mention, by the way, she is a friend of the show. If you're going to mention the director of Walls for Women, we should mention that Kristen Luna is awesome. Yes. And you should visit her blog and Instagram, Lunatic yes, at Large. Lunatic at Large is her Instagram handle, and then Camels and Chocolate is her blog. She does some awesome travel writing. Um, she's a fantastic human being, and I love her a lot. And I love that she does all this other stuff, like Walls for Women, and she's 
She's the one who convinced you to go do a TED Talk recently, right? She did. She roped me into a TED Talk in Tullahoma. I would say roped, but it's always been on my bucket list. I've always wanted to do a TED Talk. I was very proud of her because she did a TED Talk. I haven't heard it. Is it out? It's not out yet. Okay. No, they, we just did it. Uh, it's been a couple weeks now. I think it was at the end of October. So um, they'll release it in the next couple of weeks, I think, on the TEDx channel. That's super cool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love watching your husband just walk around aimlessly. Every once in a while, he just kind of comes by. <laughs> He's just doing laps. <laughs> Let's ask JP. Like, JP, get on the mic for a quick second. All right. I want to know, now that she has been drinking Tennessee whiskey for a year. What has been your favorite Tennessee whiskey that she has brought home? Because I think we could ask him that and not get you in trouble, right? You know, I'm going to get a, go to the uh, tried and true uh, bottled and bond from uh, Dickel. I, it's, it's delicious. I've liked a lot of what I've tasted, but that, that one's got to be my man. Good choice. <laughs> That's a very good choice. Tim's right there. Oh. No, no this Tim's is not. A, this is <laughs> this literally. Is you know, and no, and I, I have to say, my no, no, don't, don't say even. it now. Don't say it now. I'm just kidding. No, really, what, it's it's. What did we drink the most? Of it? That's no. It's it, I like. I need honesty in my life, so I, it does. I, I, I feel good about that. But okay. I want to be we, honest. We've gone through at least eight fifths of the of Chattanooga whiskey, the the, the main main contender. Uh, we we really like the uh, the cask uh, barrel too. Really good. Nice. Um, so yeah, those are our, our three favorites probably. Uh, so just, yeah, don't worry. You're not far behind on that, <laughs> but I want to be completely honest. Tim is sitting here as my co-host tonight, not as the owner of Chattanooga whiskey. So you should just, you are on the two best friends that anyone could have podcast. And I just want you to enjoy yourself and speak freely. I feel like you are in the process of starting a new podcast. <laughs> and I, 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 I and that. I have a feeling every time you say that. Zeke's heart just gets a little blacker. No. <laughs> no, Zeke would be like, whatever. Well, so guys, this is the uh, two best friends that anyone could have podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great products. And we were, we've been talking about the diverse portfolio that is from Tennessee. And um, Chattanooga Whiskey is obviously, I, I'm super proud of what you know we've come out with. But it's also different, and it's not a Tennessee whiskey, right? By by definition, it's not Tennessee whiskey, and I don't expect to be everyone's go-to. So it's great. Now, you didn't ask which one was my go-to, because I think yours would be my go-to. That wasn't the question, though. Really? Know. Yeah. No, I, I'm not Actually, being completely I, I, honest I, on you. I, be, I, be, I believe you. Because, He's crawling yeah. himself back up from the hole. <laughs> so funny enough is that JP actually tasted all of the Tennessee whiskeys before I ever did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sarah Beth took over the her role as executive director of the Tennessee Distillers Guild, seven months pregnant, and so I had the distinct opportunity and privilege to um, do her job for for a couple couple of months there, which was nice. And How I proud were it. you of that of, of her new role? I mean, I just sat there and just just ogled my my liquor cabinet for you know yeah. months on end. It was it was great. So I, it was really a good time. So having your first child or Sarah Beth becoming the executive director of the Tennessee Distillers Guild. First child was was I think number one, and then I think then the guild, and then child number two. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got to put it in there. It's got it's got to you got to really think about it. Sorry, Dominic. <laughs> yeah, y- young Dominic, that is. Not old Dominic, yeah. Right. New Dominic. <laughs> Do you call him young Dominic? <laughs> That's his rapper name, yeah. Little Dom. That's a pretty sick rapper name, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's that very was Italian. Weak. Yeah. What? That was weak. What? Little, little stronger. Okay. <laughs> you got to redo sound all like, those songs. Dude, you sound like you yeah. just sucked in a helium balloon. <laughs> My okay. Fa- what was that? What? I did not sound like that. <laughs> that that's Tiny John. That's not even Little John. <laughs> that sounds like Little John got his ball stomped. <laughs> Squish John, yeah. <laughs> Squishy John. So before I let you guys actually go, I know we've had her for a long time, and we're, we are going to talk to Kara from King's Family Distillery. Sarah Beth... <laughs> Pulling things together here before we let you and your husband actually get back and enjoy the last 30 minutes of Grades and Grits. Is there anything you want to talk about, about 2021, what people should expect on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail with the distilleries in Tennessee? What message do you want to get out to people that are listening to Dad's Drinking Bourbon about anything? Get out there and try some different stuff. You know, don't stick with the same old, same old. That's what's so great about Tennessee is that we're young and we're experimenting. I think that's what's so cool about being here is you get to come and meet these people as they're getting started, as they're making. You get to actually talk to the guys who are making the product um, from the get-go. So I think just getting out there and, you know, we're our distilleries are by and large open. You know, they've got their safety precautions. They're masking up. They've got hand sanitizer. They've got what they need to keep you safe. So get out there and explore. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. People should follow TN Whiskey Trail on Instagram. Yes. You can also find you on Facebook, Twitter. You are the one who does a lot of the tweets. I'm a tweeter. You are a tweeter. I'm a tweeter. There's tweet not a lot of people in whiskey that tweet, though. It's you and Fred Minnick are <laughs> yeah. the only two people. There's not a lot of tweeting going on in the whiskey world, but I, I do I do monitor our Twitter account to a degree, and you know we've got TNWhiskeyTrail.com, which is where you can go and find out all the distilleries that are on the trail we've got an app for you to follow if you want to start doing the trail um and you can collect poker chips now at all of our distilleries is that what you decided on because we yes, had a conversation we about did. this we decided on poker chips everybody's got them now and it's handing them out if you show your app or your passport and get it stamped and you can take home a poker chip from each distillery and if you complete the trail you get a full tennessee whiskey trail poker set so i have to admit something and I hope you two don't get mad at me this for this. Is this a confessional? This is a confessional. I have probably interviewed or talked to all of the distilleries in the guild, you know, and sampled their stuff here at these events. So sometimes I just drive by the distillery, open my app, check in, but I don't get out of the car. That's cheating. John. And you can't get the poker chip that way. would do the exact same thing. Just kidding. <laughs> you but can't I get used, the poker chip that way, John. But I could get the t-shirt that way. John thinks just because he has a podcast, he can do whatever he wants. I know he does. Do you know that I identify you at, at my home whenever whenever you call or anything like that? Jamie? Dad. My, my husband goes, who was that? Uh, it's Bourbon John. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, if I just say John, he's going to be like, which which John? Like So I just go, Bourbon John. So every time I call John... Which we talk a good bit. We talk at least once or twice a week. Yeah. Every time I call John, I type in, because, you know, most numbers or people in your phone, you type in their last name because you got a lot of the same names in there. I type in Edwards, and I never get 
John to come up because the first time I ever got his number, I plugged him in as John Dads. And I, I was really hoping you weren't going to go, I plugged him in as Daddy. <laughs> I will never call John Daddy. He's just not Daddy. <laughs> That's not what happened at the fire last night. <laughs> you don't want me to talk about the fire last night, bro. I feel like I'm in the middle of this something is, here. You I are. Think it's time for me to exit. You are. Go enjoy the last thirty minutes. Sarah of Beth, Green and I Green. just want to say the Tennessee Distiller Guild loves you. So thank thanks. you. I love the Tennessee Distillers Guild and my two best friends that, that anyone could have. I could have. Yes. <laughs> thank you for joining the Two Best Friends podcast. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your night, Sarah Breath. Tim, that was really fun hanging out with Sarah Beth. I love Sarah Beth and her husband. That's cool. Thanks for dropping in. Tim, we have another guest on the Two Best Friends That Anyone Could Have podcast, formerly known as Dad's Drinky Bourbon. For those of you that are sitting across from me that don't know, normally my, my co-host is Zeke Baker. Zeke does not come to any of the Tennessee Distillers Guild events, hence the Tennessee Distillers Guild thinks I made him up. Oh, so he's your imaginary friend. They think he is. I hope he is. You need like a big plaque of him. Like you need like a big stand up. Like this is Zeke. Truth of the matter is he is a pharmacist and he is working at the pharmacy this weekend. So I don't always get him out a lot. But we have Kara King sitting here. Her husband, Justin, who opened up King's Family Distillery in Pigeon Forge. Yes. Welcome. First off. Thank you. So this has been a pretty big year for you because you guys actually had a new release this year. You've been open for two years. You've been open since 2018. You put out this Ryconic this year, which is a twice-barreled straight rye whiskey. It's 112.4 proof. It's in a very pretty wine bottle. Your husband was a distiller and then decided to go out on his own, as he should, because you have all that knowledge in your head. What was it like putting this out? I have been in the industry since 2008. I was a rye broker for the whiskey industry in general. Um, my family business has been that since the 60s. Um, I sold my portion of that business in 2015. In 2018, we opened Kings. And in two- 2020, we released Ryconic. Um, Ryconic is a twice-barreled rye whiskey it may be this one this particular iteration that y'all are drinking is a 95 percent rye that was uh barreled it's in 53 gallon barrels uh in the first one was for about three years and some change and then the second was for some for one year and some change so it's a five-year product but it's rebarreled. this one is a 95 percent rye our first iteration which um it, it won best in show at the North American Whiskey Competition. It That was a 51% rye. Wait, can we just yeah. talk about best in show for a second? They actually like, call something at a whiskey competition best in show? Yeah, but it, it's not like the, the movie. Like the, the dogs? Yeah, no, yeah, like like the, like, the Daniel Levy imagine- and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Eugene, Eugene Levy, Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, kind of like that, except I- with whiskey. That would be awesome if you guys had you to have to run in a loop. Yeah, like with, if you had to yeah. put your whiskey on a little wagon and, and, and a leash. Run. And run them in a loop. Yeah, we yeah. have one. We could do you that. You have to wear black shoes. 
100%. White gloves. Leggings or stockings or... No, you, you, you can wear leggings. I just, I don't know. What, what, the leggings? Pants? No, it, they're not. It's, it's a dress. It's a long dress. It's like, it, it's past your knees. That's called a tunic. A tunic. I don't know where you're going with this. I'm, tr- I'm just, I thought we were envisioning best in show. No, this is whiskey best in show, not like the dog best in oh, show. Oh, I was, oh, sorry. I was, it's oh, cool. I was, well, I was saying, totally but, love those but Chris I, Guest films. But I'm saying you're doing it with the bottle, though. You're Basically. doing you, you have yeah. My Basically. favorite was a Mighty Wind. <gasps> it was so good. Was it Mighty Wind, where it was? Hey, what happened? The guy who Fred remember. Lillard was you a just character. expect every to be everyone to be on your level when you talk about. No, I haven't seen it in see, a million. You sound so. like Zeke. You, Zeke's like you, you bring up the most. Obscure, take that back. Take it back. You sound this is like the, Zeke. This is the two best friends podcast not not, anymore. not dad not dad's drinking, drinking bourbon. bourbon two best friends drinking bourbon yeah there's you have your... a good voice i'm Thanks. just gonna have you it was nice down. it was nice yeah i don't i, I don't know a... if i want that to be our song but it was okay. but you do have a nice voice thank you now we have options yeah so what was your question uh the you second barrel is it a used barrel is it a new barrel new barrel first four char Number cool. four char two on the heads is what he right said. On. So awesome. Yeah. And that one, this one is an MGP product. The first one that we did was was also MGP. I, I source everything, but that's also because again, I was the rye broker for MGP. I can tell you whatever year, whatever day that it's been distilled, I can tell you where the rye came from. I can also tell you where cool. the corn and barley came from. When it too, comes to working with MGP, I'm no stranger. I've known those folks for, I don't know, since before they were MGP, since before they were before MGP. You know, I, I grew up with them. So my family has been in the rye game for, again, since the 60s, since my grandpa did it. So so it's your favorite recipe than 95.5 for rye or do you nope. like the other one? I like 51. I like 51 because I really like the sweetness that the corn brings. It's a, it's kind of a starter rye, right? Like, I, I do like a 95 rye, don't get me wrong, but I, I think a 51 rye is so much more versatile in cocktails. It's so much more versatile in general. And for me, it's more palatable regardless of the proof. I really do like this. I took a sip of it and we'll talk about the Ryconic. 95.5 and I are on a break. Right now, it's not the 95.5, it's me. This is not the first time I've heard him say this, so it is real. <laughs> I'm not a 95, I loved 95 Rye for a long time, and then I just, I stopped liking it. Personally, I stopped liking it. I stopped liking it in products that I know are a 95.5 from MGP, but then I tasted this, and I was like, holy shit, like, yeah, we do this. This is this. This is a good 95. But what's different about it, and what I will say, is that the problem I'm having with a lot of 95.5s is you, it's that one-trick pony. It's it's wintergreen. It's mint. There are those notes that you know you're going to get on a 95.5. I think the twice barreling on this has actually changed that. It's not as in your face. I know Justin wants to say something, so I'm going to shut up. Yeah, what do you want to say, honey? There's a very different thing on this barrel that you're tasting. You're getting a lot of chocolate in it, and you're getting a lot of other notes, and that's because the first barrel is actually an Ethermex Colombian barrel. That's super interesting. So there's 
the reason why we chose this as an iconic release number two is because of that Ethermex Colombian barrel that it was originally put in, and then it spent a year and nine months in a new Speyside barrel, um, number four char two on the heads, and it really lends a very unique taste to this, unlike any other 95 rye. Wait, I, I'm uh, yeah. Now I'm confused. I thought so. It's not. This was not a traditional 53 gallon new American white oak barrel one and barrel two, or it was. Barrel it was not. two was. Ba- barrel yes. one was a Colombian barrel. Okay, I, okay. So you get totally different flavors from it, and I just, it's something special. It's so, something. So different. how big? How big is this batch? This is our third batch. So that'll be how many, honey? How many? Uh, we get 41 cases out of that. That's around 245 bottles. Six, yeah. Sure. So we got the first the first batch we did sold out in like two weeks. It was just like a one-off. Honestly, we just, we had the name. We had the first batch we did was in a 30-gallon. The second barreling was in a 30-gallon um, grooved barrel from Zach Cooperage. And it was just something that we randomly did. So the batches was, will. Ch- so the they'll bar- all change. They'll yeah. all change. Yeah. So ev- that, every- sorry, I'm I'm not. I can't. It's dark here, so I can't read the label very well with my eyes. But is that called out anywhere? Or how, where do you guys do you guys talk about that anywhere? Like are, on the label, talking or on the, about it right now. I mean, on the label or on or on your website, do you guys talk about the different the, how it's changing. It's known in our tasting room. We're so small that everything's really comes yeah. out of our tasting yeah. room. I, um, I think it's really interesting. I think that's, and yeah. exactly, and and we're 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 learning as we go. Like, thank you for telling us. We should probably put that on our website. <laughs> we should possibly do a blog about it. I will let our uh, our social media folks know that. Like, honestly, we're. We're so green about a lot of the marketing aspect of it. We know how to make good alcohol. Marketing good alcohol is a whole different game. Thank goodness we're in Pigeon Forge. So we have a, a, a somewhat captive audience of people coming through our distillery, right? But this is where our passion is, right? Our, the, is making really cool, weird, different, good products like Rikonic. For example, we also just came out with a Tennessee bourbon. I found a Tennessee bourbon that was, you know, it's it's just a generic Tennessee bourbon, but it was um, aged in Memphis as opposed to Middle Tennessee. It has a totally different taste to it because of all of the aspects of the climate of the Mississippi River Basin versus uh, Middle Tennessee. So it's 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 good. It's it's actually uh, our best seller right now. So cool. It's funny because as far as you guys go, and there's a whole podcast I think we can do. Chandler from Best Brands in Nashville, he called me. I was at the gym, and I just remember because I was on the elliptical and I was out of breath as I was talking to him. And he's like, hey, you have to do a podcast with Kings. And I was like, yeah, you know, Car and I met last year at Cranes and Grits. We were going to have her on. I think we all just had one too many to drink. And we Not only that, but I was working the booth that year yeah. because I honestly, we were still so small. I had to, I, I was still working probably 60 hours a week in the tasting room. And that, that's what I did. We bottle our own product. I mean, we're a two person team. We're super small. Yeah, we're a two person team. We honestly, we have probably, we have three other people working the tasting bar now. And we have one person helping us now, and, and relatively recently, helping us bottle our product. We try to keep things very small, 
because it's easier to control, <laughs> but also it's, that's just what we, we're super small batch. So I totally get that. And I swear we will do a longer show together. I want to know what do you have out as far as skews right now? You have the Riconic. You now have this Tennessee bourbon. Yeah, and those are available in our tasting room. But in in the mass market, we have a weeded bourbon, which is a 51% corn, 45% wheat, 4% malted barley bourbon. It was listed in the 50 best bourbons last year. Um, we have our, our regular bourbon, which is an 87 proof bourbon. It's 99% corn, 1% malted barley. It was a double gold listing in the 50 best bourbons last year has won tons of other awards. But did it win best in show? Yes. The Westminster bourbon. Yes. At the Westminster (laughs) bourbon festival. No, at the, at the great American international craft spirits festival last year, it did win best in show. I I got a trophy. Best in show. I know. I don't want anybody to think I am not saying this in the best way. No, but it should always come with some sort of weird crown, I think, maybe. Or a or, ribbon. I don't know. Like, a it ribbon. actually needs like, a or blue a ribbon. a sash. Yeah. A sash. For me to wear, not for the bottle. For me. But, I want. like, that's the weird thing about dog shows. You know, when, like, you see the judge and he's, like, pulling their, their mouth back to look at and examine the teeth. Like, like I could did just... you get your dog dog braces? I don't know. Like, that's weird. Like, but the I, whole thing's weird. But it's so subjective. Like, what is he looking for? And it's really not that it was the best in show. It was that this one person thought the dog was the best in show. And that's the same with whiskey competitions, right? <laughs> this would be another two-hour yeah, podcast. That's a, yeah, that, that's a whole series. But I'm learning I really, a new side to you right now. Why? Maybe you should be a, uh, a judge. Maybe you should have your own competition. I would love to you know, judge a whiskey. He, the reason that he he knows all that he's he's probably spent the last like month just watching the these uh, judging competitions for dogs because he's he's about to go get a dog. I'm oh. getting two dogs. We are getting two puppies. Don't get them from the same litter. We're not perfect. So one You're is fine. in Arkansas, one's in Georgia. We get the first one next week, and then we get the other one two weeks later we got one during covid too i mean well we had we had lost our dog several years ago and then finally we're like okay well we're kind of staying home all the time can we train a dog is our child potty trained yes can we potty train something else now cool <laughs> same with us yeah and we had a beagle that we lost a few years ago oh. and now we're getting two golden doodles yeah Sorry, I thought I, I thought I knocked something. No, you. Were you know what? Hey, honestly, Cara, I had the same response. Yeah. No, we got so we got a doodle. Yeah. Really so my daughter named one Waffle, and then the other one is going to be named Rye. Ours is named Kathy. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, That's, I like that. Actually, our our cat is named Carol, and uh, now you just Kathy need one named Karen. Karen, I know, and I, I kind of was like, oh, and it we all named Kathy comes Karen. back around. It all comes wow. back around to Karen. Wow, nice work! Oh my god, my sister-in-law's name is Karen, and she's amazing. She's from Boston. She is the biggest ballbuster you've ever met. And I'm like, God, this whole Karen thing sucks. Like, because you're cool, and there are a lot of cool Karens out there. So we were saying wanna... earlier. Like an hour ago, we yeah. were talking about how cool Karens are. Yes. And how many Karens there actually are out there. A bunch. Like, what do you think the over-under is of the amount of Karens at Brains and Grit? Actual people named Karen. I not- actually did meet a Karen tonight. 
at least I have met one Karen. We have one confirmed uh, Karen. One, one confirmed. Well, what's the over under? What? Give us a number. How many Karens were at Grain and Grits? Okay, so there's 650 people. Let's call it 70% men. Man, you're going. There's deep. at least there's at least five Karens here. I chose the under. You you said That's 15. Okay. I chose. The well, under. I just wanted to set the bar someplace. Somewhere between 5 and 15. It's over 5, less than 15. The tougher over under would be 10. That is a very difficult over. Let's talk about, I want to know where this is distributed. This is distributed out of our uh, our shop here in Pigeon Forge. Have so. you gone into distribution with this beyond your shop? Not yet. It's We will. It'll I be think it's in tough East with Tennessee. Forty-one cases, though, right? To actually, we'll actually have. Well, I don't know how many about, batches. There's, there's, there's we're going to have future two, batches. Yes, and we'll have two batches coming out. So we'll have a total of eighty cases for East Tennessee, including our shop. So probably forty-six pet cases assorted here and there. I know I've had a lot of uh, interest, so I'll we'll talk to our distributor. They've been upset that we didn't have it. Sure. So, um, price point somewhere between sixty and seventy bucks. Cool. I I like. I really enjoy that. having you as a co-host. Why? You ask questions that typically I would have to ask. Are you saying I'm just cutting you off? No, I'm saying you're doing a lot more than Zeke would have done had he been here. Apparently Zeke's fired. I don't know. I just heard that, or Zeke, maybe I'm Zeke just it wants up. to pretend like he doesn't really do anything. And have, but but at the same time, have big opinions. Where do you take that from there, John? I kind of feel like every question that we threw at Sarah Beth, where she couldn't answer. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just going to let that one sit out there. Well, no, we were asking Sarah Beth, like, what's your favorite distillery? In the oh, kill? shit. You guys put her feet to the fire, we'll say. That's good. Yeah. I like her. Actually, she should have said Kings, because I'm, I'm the only one who would... Uh, jump on a call with her like when she needed it this that the other she was cracking me I up. know Tim big timed her all the time but one thing that we did <laughs> talk about with her that is very kind of cool and I think it's cool sitting with you and talking about it you know so you have Alex Castle Nicole Austin you have the blender at nearest you have Tiana Chattanooga and then you own Kings women in Tennessee are killing it we are, you know, and it's funny because I remember the reason why I got into the business is because uh, a woman by the name of uh, Deborah Gillis was the buyer at Jim Beam. And my dad was like, there are now women in the industry. And this is in 2007, 2008. Um, there are now women in big part of the industry. Um, and neither of my brothers wanted to be in the the you know grain trade and me i was just pushing paper at, in corporate land and my dad's like hey you want to do this and i'm like sure i understand how markets work i understand how little you know i you know i went to school i did all this stuff and i was just hanging out around 2007 2008 and i was like sure we'll do it and that that's why i got into the business is be- honestly because of deborah gillis because she was hired by Jim Beam. And then I got into it. And then I actually met Alex in her previous life 
and Turkey. at Turkey. Yeah. Like she worked for uh, Jim Sanders, who now, as of the last time I knew, he was down at working at, I think he works in kombucha in like <laughs> Scottsdale. Like, and he is, he's an interesting cat too. And, but she was awesome and she is awesome. She's so much fun to work with and she's so smart. She's so bloody smart. Like, I'm not cutting you off, but I just want to say kudos to the band. Grains and Grits ends in five minutes, and I think their last song is going to be Tennessee Whiskey. Smart, right? Smart. Very smart. It's great. Well, cool. So you have the weeded bourbon, the bourbon, you have the Riconic, you have some white stuff. We have rye, we have some flavors in-house, we have something for everybody in our distillery. We are also able to ship to 30 states. So you can go to our website, kingsfamilydistillery.com. That's killing it. We're, awesome. we're doing awesome through them. It's How could the people find you and follow you? So the website is what? Kingsfamilydistillery.com. We have Facebook, Kings Family Distillery, Instagram, at Kings Family Distillery. We really don't tweet. Sorry. It's funny. We followers. were talking about that Sarah Beth tweets, and I said, you and Fred Minnick are the only two people in Literally. whiskey that tweet. That and then all the politicians. Those are the only people that tweet. That's it. And my musician brother who lives in Germany, but that's a different story altogether. Um, but yeah, so those are those are the places to find us. Um, but yeah. Well, let's sit down and do something longer. But go enjoy the last five minutes of Grains and Grits, and we are going to close this up. But thank you both for coming on, uh, Justin and Kara. We had a blast with you, and can't wait till the bonfire starts in about five minutes. No kidding. Yeah, we'll do a long farm. 100%. 100%. Oh, I love it. It'll be so fun. All right. Well, it was nice to thank meet you guys. guys. Nice yeah. to see you again, and Absolutely. nice to see you all again. Congratulations. Thanks. Super excited to have you guys Awesome. We will talk soon. Tim. Love it. John. John. Are you about, I thought you were about to hold my hand. I was. Do you want me to hold your hand? No. Okay. I was going to slap it. <laughs> it's, uh, you, but you were reaching. I you will. reached for me. So many people come by during a whiskey fest. They see, well, they see an open mic. They see an open mic. And they want to bust a rhyme. We lasted a whole hour. And we did not talk about the fact that it has been a huge year. For Chattanooga Whiskey. I just want to say that I'm glad we spent an hour hanging out and talking and not talked about Chattanooga Whiskey. I know, but I would be remiss if I didn't say the rye came out this year. We talked about it with Sarah Beth. I love how awkward it was with Sarah Beth's husband when he said Dickel Bottle and Bond just so confidently. That's what we drink at home. And then Sarah Beth is on the side like, "Uh, we drink a lot of Chattanooga Whiskey too. I think Dickel Bottled and Bond was very good for a $40 bottle. It was not Whiskey of the Year to me. Or Best in Show. Or Best in Show, which I love that there are whiskeys that are Best in Show. I really imagine somebody having a wagon and a leash and they have to... I was trying to paint the picture. I don't know the terminology for what the ladies wear when they are running dogs around the ring. A dress? It's a dress, but there's other stuff going on. Leggings and stockings and stuff. They wouldn't wear leggings. They would wear wear a dress with stockings. Nylons? Are you judging me right now? Yes, very much so. 
well, you think that this is a great song to end on, and you were just judging the band. So stop judging. I have no problem saying this. I know he's not going to listen to the Dad's Tricky Bourbon podcast. The guy singer in this band did not bring his A-game tonight. He was going up against stiff competition. Like, the woman who was in charge was good. Everybody has watched at least one episode of American Idol dating back to the beginning season. Everyone knows when you go up against the best, if you don't bring your A game, you lose. The guy who was in this band sounded like he was a karaoke singer, and the girl who was singing in this band was on point. But it's been a great festival. It's been a great festival. It's stuff like that that only your wife could truly enjoy. An observation like that? This is the time you don't want her on the mic because she would be so harsh. So harsh. I mean, we've seen... Explicit. We've seen all sorts of things at Grains and Grits. We've seen back scratchers. We've seen... It has been a night. (laughs) That's a lot. Everything you just named, that was a lot of things that we've seen tonight. I had a blast. Whoa, whoa, bro. That was not the last song. The last song is Rocky Top. Why? I, and this is where we unite at the end. On, on, U of K, we are ripe for the fight today. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Can't do it. I don't understand why Auburn or the Tigers... But War Eagle is their chance. I don't understand why Kentucky can't have a decent football team ever. You know, given my background, we could actually talk about this. So what actually happened was Bear Bryant won the 1958 Surrogan National Championship. He did not win AP or the coaches poll. But Surrogan. Yeah. You're really. Yeah. Okay. Best you, should, you know what you needed? Yeah, best it. Thank you, brother. But amazing. Thank you. That's some great self-awareness right there. But Adolph Rupp won the same year for basketball. UCF did not win the national championship because they beat Auburn, who beat Alabama, who won the national championship. Yes, best in show. Adolph Rupp and the basketball team won the same year. Adolph Rupp got a Cadillac, and Bear Bryant got a pen. It was at that point that Bear Bryant decided to leave Kentucky because he said they will never put into the football program what they will put into the basketball program here. He was a smart man. So it was at that point that he left. Rest is history about Bear Bryant. But that is why Kentucky's Kentucky has had one, one epic athlete on their football team in the last 20 years that I can remember. And he Jared went, Lorenzen? No. The hefty lefty? No, he went to... Oh, oh man, I remember him. He yeah. was biggest QB I've ever seen. And he made it to the NFL, and he was a backup on the Giants and won a Super Bowl. That doesn't count. No, uh, your boy that went to... Cobb. Cobb. And, and no, he played for the Packers. Packers. He's, but, he, was the best, he was the best athlete on the football team Kentucky's ever seen. So there are some really, really good Kentucky football players that I just want to mention. Wesley Woodyard was one of the better linebackers. He plays on the Titans. He's the captain of the defense. Amazing human being. I covered the Cats for ESPN when he was there. Always saw him doing awesome stuff for, you know, the kids in the stands. And and I'm not I'm not a Kentucky fan. I know. So I, I can't speak to it like you can. Well, but I can mention somebody else. Wh- and who and else? Jacob Tammy was a tight end for the Colts, was always catching some T D passes from Peyton Manning. What happened to Cobb? Did he just retire? I think he got hurt. I don't okay. know. He's I mean, he's been off of the Packers for a while. Anyways, Chattanooga Whiskey. So you guys. (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm avoiding the topic. You released a rye this year that was awesome. 
Thanks, you man. guys started your single barrel program. You want to know a secret about the rye? What? Our first batches, we swapped the grain to what is now. So what you drink now, what you find on the shelf now, had we swapped a grain on it from the... So when we started making 99 rye, it's always been a four grain. So it's under the Tennessee high malt umbrella. Yes, as everything is. As everything is. So it's actually what we call it Tennessee rye malt. But it's a four grain rye malt. And by the way, that's a TTV definition. Rye malt is. Oh. So it's not. I learn something new every day. It's not technically a rye. It's a rye malt. Correct. Uh, it's four grains. It was two. So it's always been greater than 60% rye and 30 plus percent non-GMO yellow corn. So when we, but the first few batches that we, when we began distilling it, had two specialty rye malts and a caramel malted barley. After the first few weeks, we wanted it to be a little darker, express itself a little darker as, uh, you know, and, uh, and the three specialty malts to be three specialty rye malts, opposed to two specialty rye malts and a malted barley. So we swapped out the caramel malted barley for chocolate malted rye. And so now, so like the first month or whatever, I mean, the first few batches that you could buy it. Yeah. It, you'll see if, because, you, you know, we put our mash bill on the label. 100%, which is great that you do that. Thank you. Thank so, you for the transparency. Thank you. So call it a limited edition, if you will, but you'll see caramel malted barley as the last grain on the first handful of batches. Every batch since then is chocolate malted rye. I think we're going to have to have Zeke try. The chocolate malted rye one? Yeah. 100% agree. Amongst our group, we much prefer the chocolate malted rye one, so the latest expression. But Charles from Bourbon Man reached out. Little shout out there, but Charles reached out. He was saying, "Hey, I'm. I, so when did you switch it?" It's, and you were like, "Don't ask questions you don't want the answer." Yeah, to. right. So you, I said, if you get them both, I want your honest opinion. Which one do you like better? Um, so he hasn't responded yet, but our team likes the chocolate malted rye better. Well, Tim, they're closing down. I thought we were, so I thought we were gonna get our bust our pillows out and our sleeping bags and keep going. I think we can. I mean, we could go back to the cabin and. And fire we, the podcast and, up again. And we shall. We can fire the podcast up again. We can have a whole lot of fun. But as far as grains and grits, this is over. I want people, they could go to chat whiskey on Instagram. What are your other yeah. places to go to? We're very active on Instagram. So, yeah, check us out. At chat whiskey, two T's. Go to our website. We have a lot of info, info on there. You know, like explore our products and our distilleries. Most importantly, come to the distillery. It's a really fun experience where we take you in depth into the production process. We really pride ourselves on transparency and authenticity, which, by the way, is the backbone of American whiskey, bourbon, Tennessee whiskey. And I wanted to mention this is not giving it as much due as it should, but you guys did leading up to the election, release your last four barrels of MGP that were all 12 years old in a beautiful Vote Whiskey bottle. The thing I like about that is Vote Whiskey is really how you got things started. I would encourage people to go listen to the podcast you and I did together a couple years ago, but hear the whole story behind it. You guys needed people to vote whiskey in order to distill in Chattanooga because that's the way the laws in Tennessee were. So this paid homage. I'm trying to wrap this up in a yeah. No, quick I know, bundle. I know. I was gonna. I, was, I literally was about to say it would be fun to do a podcast on this because uh, it was controversial. 
But yeah, Vote Whiskey brought the reason we're here. It changed distilling laws for the entire state of Tennessee. It was a huge community galvanizing effort in Tennessee. And it's a thing, the Tennessee Distillers Guild. And, and there's a lot of good stuff that came out of that or that we were, you know, that, that we were a part of. So we're really proud of that. And so, yeah, we started with an MGP. So we were just talking to Cara yep. about MGP. That was our beginning. I mean, that's, that's our foundation. And so this was the end of our foundation. It was the last four barrels of our foundation. So we honored the Vote Whiskey campaign because that's how we got started with it. So I enjoyed it. I think it's a good looking bottle. I love Vote Whiskey. I wish you would make a fat man Vote Whiskey shirt so I could wear it. I would gladly pay for it. I'm going to have to because it comes up a lot. From you, specifically. I'm not bitter. Anyways, you're, go you're... check out Chattanooga Whiskey. <laughs> check out Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. We appreciate any best in show award you give us. <laughs> the folks can find Tim in Chattanooga at chattanooga whiskey company you can find us in nashville tennessee cheers my friend this was fun hey for the new podcast the two best friends that anybody could have uh only if they could hear us when we're not on the mic but we probably can't because we would edit all of it i'm so glad we started this over cheers cheers cheers